Hello and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Hello, you. Listen, uh, Nick Briggs here, by the way. Um, by the way, <laughs> I'm alone and slightly crazed. I'm heading off to L.A. tomorrow for the Gallifrey Convention. So uh, I'll, I'll see you all there, those of you who are attending. Um, I was just appalled, really. I came into the office today uh, expecting to find Paul Sprague here in order to do a podcast with the mad Sprague. But no, he's not here. I don't know where he is. He's clearly busy working from home or in a studio or something. So I just thought, you know, we haven't had a proper podcast for ages. And let's face it, this isn't a proper podcast because Paul or, or David aren't here. But I just thought, well, it's time to do something, isn't it? And for those of you listening who don't know anything about Big Finish, um, well, perhaps I should explain. I don't know. What do you think? Well, Big Finish, well, we love stories and we make great full cast audio drama and audio books you can buy on CD and or download. Our productions are based on much-loved TV series like Doctor Who in its 50th anniversary year. Oh, yeah. Dark Shadows, Blake Seven, Stargate and Highlander, as well as classic characters such as Sherlock Holmes, The Phantom of the Opera and Dorian Gray, plus original creations such as Graceless and The Adventures of Bernie Summerfield. Now then, what I decided to put in this podcast, and ages ago we did a series of short trips, which we released on CD and download with all sorts of great Doctor Who people reading great Doctor Who short stories, in a lot of cases by new writers. And when we did these recordings, we did a series of podcasts. Some of them we've already released, but you know how things are, time passes, schedules go crazy, and quite a few of them weren't released, so... I'm going to present a very special one uh, today, which is uh, Russell Enoch, or William Russell, who played Ian Chesterton. Of course, you'll know all this. Well, we did a podcast with him. So any moment now, I'll present that podcast to you. I'll press a button and it'll happen through the, the miracle of podcastness. Yeah. Um, just to say, of course, it was recorded some time ago. Some, some of the references in it are a little um, in the wrong time zone. But I just want to tell you before you hear that, coming up later in the podcast, there will be something rather special to do with the 50th anniversary. Yes, that is a huge tease. And yes, I will be delivering on it. Anyway, uh, also, there'll be a recap on the... Uh, oh, I can hear the podcast starting in my ear. Yeah, oh, yes, there it comes from the past. Um, we'll be doing a recap on the competition, the closing date of which is the end of February. But um, anyway, let's go back in time and see what William Russell had to say. So this is all quite silly and upbeat, yeah. Russell. Yeah, right, right. And just so you know, I, I'm over here. Oh, you're over there. <laughs> ah, he's there, I'm aren't you? Oh, he's there. I could see, oh, yeah, I was looking at your reflection. Oh. <laughs> I think it, it's, it's a ghost. Oh, yes, there you are. Over yeah. there, you see. <laughs> I can see yours. Too. You don't know. <laughs> That's totally weird. <laughs> Toby's just setting up a new session to record this. Is it? Oh, well, thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another special Big Finish podcast. Yes, we've done a series of podcasts all about the new Short Trips recordings. And this is one of many. 
I'm Nick Briggs, the executive producer of Big Finish. I have with me, of course, David Richardson. Hello and welcome. I'm copying Nick. <laughs> You're talking like that. Like that. But our special guest star is a man called Russell Enoch, who you might know as William Russell, who played Ian Chesterton in Doctor Ooh, Who. Hello. 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 <laughs> now, what have you been doing today? What have I been doing today? Yeah. I've, I've been... Re- I mean, I know, I know, but you, I just you, want you to say it. Oh, I see, <laughs> yes. Well, I've been reading with great enjoyment these stories. I hope some of the enjoyment came over. I think it did completely. Yeah. I enjoyed listening to them. Good, good. David. Hello, Nicholas. <laughs> I, I thought you looked like you wanted to ask a question. Well, I, I, I was just wondering, it seemed, Russell, that you, you came into it sort of having done a lot of preparation because you, you brought... So much to the reading, actually, I felt. I mean, did, did you? Did you really study them? Yes, I did. Yeah, yes, that came yes, over, I, I thought. Yes. Oh, I'm glad it did. Yes, yes. 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 Well, uh, well uh, when I get these scripts, I think often, you know, uh, people think, oh, well, I can do that, then forget it. But, mm. I mean, it was, as soon as you start to work through the script, you get ideas, mm-hmm. and um, I hope some of them were good. Uh, I, but I've enjoyed working very much on them. I think that the, the, the short story is such a difficult medium. It's very, I mean, I think everybody feels they can do it, but it's very hard, actually. Would you to, say it's harder than doing, say, a companion chronicle where you're doing one, I, longer I, one? I think it is. Right. I think it is. Why do, why do you think that is? Well, I think it's. I think it's the conciseness of it, and you have to say everything that is uh, mentioned. You have to sort of wrap it up very neatly. And you know, there are great short story writers like Henry James and people like that. But I mean, they. They uh, enjoyed it very much, no doubt. And I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I could write a story about that. And it is not so easy. Mm. But if you've got uh, another piece of writing, you can sort of go on and waffle about for a long time. Mm. But here you can't. And you pretty much have done them in one run, haven't you? Well, you have done them in one run. Yes. yes. Does that help with the, the momentum? and the? I think so. Yes, I think so. I, well, I prefer to do that, I, I, personally. I, I don't like to have long gaps mm. in, in anything. I like to uh, do the work, uh, prepare the work carefully, and then do it all in one go, if I can. I must say that part of your preparation must have involved... Uh, you had some interesting and useful suggestions about rephrasing things sometimes, and I yes. think that virtually all of them have worked really well. I think we've done them all, well, haven't we? Good, yes, we have. Thank you. Yeah, well, and thank you. Well, this is all very nice, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you've done, in the last couple of years, you've revisited Ian Chesterton an awful lot, haven't oh, you? Because yes, you've done I stuff have. for BBC Audio Books yes, as well. I ha- yes, I have indeed. I've, uh, well, I sort of vaguely had the idea of sort of uh, uh, writing uh, the stories of, of his adventures, you know. But uh, I haven't done that. I'm, I'm not a writer. And uh, I find actually that writing is a, a very difficult and rather lonely business. Mm. And I'm an actor. I like to be with people. I like to have the response of people all the time. Did you consider doing your biography at any point? Yes. Yeah. Well, I am struggling through that. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes, I am. I am actually doing that. And... Um, 
sometimes it goes very well. Sometimes, but, but you know, uh, writing is such a lonely. Yeah, I know. Uh, Tell uh, me iso- about it, Russell. Isolated business, isn't it? Yes. And and somehow you want to go out and have a drink with the boys and uh, have a chat. <laughs> It'd be okay if Toby dropped round in the oh, middle of the bit, day with a lunch, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great? That would be marvellous. That would be marvellous. Now, I have to say, Russell, your, the Companion Chronicles you've done have been really well received. People people really love your reading, so oh. I, I know we're hoping to do even more in the near future. Well, thank you very much. Um, but uh, you've also done recently for us the Alexander the Great story, yes. didn't you, with Carol? How, how was that? Well, I thought that was terrific. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. That was really great fun. Great fun. And that's coming out in November. In November? Yeah. Oh, lovely. But... In time for my birthday. <laughs> that's right. That's well, good. Well, we'll send you a free copy anyway, but we'll, <laughs> we'll pretend it's your birthday present. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so I was just wondering, well, maybe we should have a little clip from that, Nick. Oh, I think we should, yes. Congratulations, young man. You've just shown a great deal of common sense, said the doctor. He nodded over to Iolus, who gave him a murderous look. That fool there has been talking a whole lot of balderdash. Four-headed misfortune, indeed. The man's a fool. He should be locked up. Stranger, you may not be from these parts, and you may be ignorant of our customs, but I do not encourage insults to any of my men. Be warned. Oh, he didn't mean any harm. Of course he didn't. It's probably the heat. Tell him you meant no harm, Grandfather. Has the reverend old man no tongue of his own? Let him speak, if he has anything to say. Barbara urged the doctor to apologise, but he had decided to sulk instead. There we go. Master's clip, yes. (laughs) I enjoyed that. That was Farewell Great Macedon in the first Doctor box set. Oh, yes. And that was um, it was quite a challenging one, wasn't it? Because there were lots of voices to oh, do. Oh, lots you... of voices. Yes, yeah, yes, just... there were. But it was challenging. Yeah, but, but it fun. Was, but but fun. it was great fun. It was great fun. I, I'm puzzled. Did it? Was it written at the time? Or yes, it was. It was actually written. This, this, I found this really fascinating, actually, that the writer, Maurice Fari, yes. had actually started writing it whilst Marco Polo oh. was on television. And that's, in terms of style, they're quite similar. Yes, yeah, indeed. There's, there's a indeed. very similar tone. So he took a lot from that and, and brought it to this one. That's was it a, a, a lost story that was generally known of by lots of people? I didn't know about it, but I'm quite ignorant about those things. Yes, it was probably one of the best known ones from that era. Oh, so oh, I am from... ignorant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it's know. The one that disappeared. Ah, yes, the one that the got did, away. One that got away. And of course, it existed in full script form as well. Oh it? yes, it was absolutely yes. finished. Right. Yes. Um, so it had to be adapted in a way, did it? Yes, but very faithfully. There's there's very little we cut or changed, I think. Mm, I'm very much looking forward to hearing it, I must yeah. say. Yeah, that, that clip has whetted my appetite. Yeah. Good. How does it make you feel, Russell, that um, you know, Doctor Who is still as popular as it ever was? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's doing great on TV. But, um, it, I mean, everybody always says that it's, you know, it's, it's a tribute to the fact back in 1963 that you all created such a terrific show. I mean... You must be very proud of the fact that you created the bedrock of something now, which is so hugely successful. Well, I'm, I've, I mean, I'm. Nobody's more surprised than I am, but I really uh, uh, do feel proud of those uh, Doctor Who's, those early Doctor Who's, and in the way we did them, mm. um, and the conditions we worked under, everything. 
Yeah. It, was, it was extraordinarily difficult. Uh, recently, uh, I met uh, Waris Hussein again, and you know we were uh, saying you know it was incredibly difficult in Studio D, Lime Grove. It was incredibly difficult with those great big fat cameras <laughs> and just leaving a little room. As soon as we went into the TARDIS, of course, we had to stop and the whole set was cleared yeah. and then they built the TARDIS. Then we could photograph the TARDIS. Yeah. You know, there the, the, just wasn't room at the, in the beginning for the uh, imagination of the people who wrote Doctor Who, really. And didn't the TARDIS start really huge and then it got made smaller and smaller as they went along just to make space in the studio? <laughs> it was shrinking. It was shrinking. Yeah. It was eventually smaller on the inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think what is lovely, actually, I don't know if you've been watching any of the current series with Matt Smith. Yes, I have. But um, they, 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 they've shown pictures of William Hartnell about four times now. Have you seen any of those? Oh really? Yeah, I did, no, did, I did. just little. They've had little the, flashbacks. Flashbacks. Yeah, a, oh. a, a little gig where um, Matt Smith had a library card which showed his face, and it had William Hartnell's face on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, just, yeah, yeah. oh I didn't catch that. Lots yeah, of really lovely yeah. little tributes. Tributes. So That's very nice. Very That's nice. very nice. I'm glad. Well, I must say it's been a pleasure working with you again. I, I reminded you at the beginning of the day that we'd actually spent a day filming about, well, ooh, God, over a decade ago on oh, a London double-decker perhaps, bus perhaps for a Mythmakers. Two, two decades ago. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> actually, yeah, it was a long time ago. It was ago, a long time ago, yes. Well, it's and it's been a, a real pleasure to spend another day with you, so thank well, you very thank much. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. That was nice, wasn't it? Lovely man and brilliant. Now then, before we move on to the 50th anniversary Doctor Who teasy sort of thing that I mentioned before, uh, just time before we have a recap of our competition uh, to have a look at a couple of emails. I really felt that I should read this one out uh, from Kyle Lagrange or Lagrange. Sorry, Kyle, don't know your name. He points out a terrible mistake I've made and I really feel I should come clean with this. He says, hi, Oh, hi, H-I-G-H, interesting. Hi, Briggs, David, all the busy worker drones at Big Finish and Sprag. I suppose he means hi, Briggs, as in high brain in the Crotons, I don't know. Hi, Briggs. Uh, just a note as to the origin of the word bloody, as in bloody hell. It is not, as many believe, used in reference to the blood of Christ, which is what I'd said. Uh, the following piece from the New Oxford American Dictionary should explain a bit further. He does say afterwards something about um, uh, these things can be solved <laughs> by looking at the readily available on your computer um, dictionary. And it is true, actually, this dictionary is in fact available on my computer. Anyway, origin, mid 17th century from bloody. The use of bloody to add emphasis to an expression is of uncertain origin, but is thought to have a connection with the bloods, aristocratic rowdies of the late 17th and early 18th century. Hence the phrase bloody drunk equals as drunk as a blood, meant very drunk indeed. After the mid-18th century, until quite recently, bloody, used as a swear word, was regarded as unprintable, probably from the mistaken belief that it implied a blasphemous reference to the blood of Christ. So there you have it. I'm sorry, it looks like I was terribly wrong. Uh, time for another email? Anything else going on out there? I don't know, can't actually find my email program. Oh, there it is. Uh, what about... Um 
This is from Natalie Dunn. It says, from a newbie. Hi, I just wanted to say one or two things. All positive, I promise. Oh, thank goodness I chose to read this one out. First of all, despite being 27 years old, the supposed computer generation, I'm a bit of a technophobe. Well, there's no hope for you, Natalie. <laughs> but not only have I now ordered from you online at least four times, one of which was just a couple of minutes ago. Oh, when was this sent? This is on the 7th of February at 16.48 GMT. <laughs> I have now listened to my very first set of podcasts. Up till then, I'd heard of podcasts, but had never listened to one. And I have to say that I'm so very pleased that yours were great for a first-timer. They are funny and interesting and full of warmth. I felt as if I was in the room with you. That, that's quite disturbing, isn't it? I don't know who for, you or me, or Paul. Probably Paul. However, I do have to say that my family aren't very happy with you. Oh, dear. As despite listening to your podcasts with earphones, in order not to interrupt my family, I find myself doing exactly that from laughing out loud once or twice. I got a few dirty looks then, I can tell you. Anyway, I just want to say how glad I am to have found your company. I'm very pleased with the service I've received so far. I suspect I'll be using your site for quite a while yet, as I was very surprised to find just how many titles you have available. And although my purchases have been a bit erratic due to trying to buy stuff from multiple ranges at once, I do plan to own most of the titles you have. Ooh, bit of a challenge, I know, but one I'll take up with gusto. Keep up the good work. That's a fantastic email. I'm, that was actually chosen at random. I'm, <laughs> I'm rather proud of myself for choosing something rather, rather nice. Anyway, I think it's time to have a recap of our competition. What we're giving away as prizes <clears throat> this month are some script fronts signed by the cast. First up, Night of the Stormcrow, signed by Tom Baker. Chase Masterson, Anne Bell, Jonathan Forbes, and you know you don't Mandy have to Simmons. read the signatures. So you can just read the names <laughs> that are right next to them in normal type. <laughs> How bizarre that I was doing that. Anyway, uh, I played the helicopter fool. pilot. I think I better sign that as well. Okay. Um, also, one thousand and one nights signed by Peter Davison, Sarah Sutton, Alexander Siddig, uh, Nadim Sawala. I can't pronounce Nadim Sawala. Yeah, Nadim Sawala. Thank you. I'm an ignorant fool. And lots of people. Um, I, I got them to sign that because that's the one I was in studio for. Oh, right. <laughs> and also, um, uh, Jago and Lightfoot Series 3, Dead Men's Tales, uh, Dead Men's Feet. Dead, oh, no, sorry. Uh, the Man at the End of the Garden. The Man at the End of the Road. No, Chronoclasm or Chronoclasm. Swan Song. And badges. I like when you've clearly done, done a bit of uh, advanced research before these items. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are the ones we're giving away. So there'll be three winners. Someone will win Jago and Lightfoot. Uh, someone will win 1001 Nights. And someone will win Night of the Storm Crow. The question is, in Night of the Storm Crow, Jonathan Forbes plays Trevor Gable. But what... Paul McGann release did Jonathan Forbes also feature in? <laughs> yeah. So that's the question. Please send the answer to podcast at bigfinish.com. And the closing date for that competition will be. You're trying to multitask again because yeah. it clearly doesn't work, does it? No, no. I can always uh, correct it with editing. Uh, <laughs> will be uh, Thursday, the 28th of February. Ooh. So move quickly, folks. 
So yes, there you are. There's still time to enter to win those rather nice prizes. Now then, just before we go, it's the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who this year, isn't it? Yeah, we're we're doing something. Um, I think it's called the the light at the end. You might have heard. I don't know. Um, and we've finished recording it. It's now in post-production. Some of it might end up sounding a bit like this. You know, old girl, sometimes I think you're probably the finest ship ever to have sailed the vortex. Am I were. So now we know. Now we know for sure. But why are they here, hmm? Why are all the doctors here? Hello, my dear. Doctor. What is it, Nissa? Here. Look. In the doll's house, what? Look through the window. Come on, Ace! Run! Back to the TARDIS! What's happened? Where am I? You're in the TARDIS. How do you do? I beg your pardon? Oh, no need to. I'm the doctor, and this is... I am Leela. All of them? They were you? Three minutes past five. Seventeen. On the twenty-third of November, nineteen sixty-three. The twenty-third of November, nineteen sixty-three. Fifty-nine A Barnsfield Crescent, Totten, Hampshire. Crescent, Totten, Hampshire, England. Earth. Stop fiddling about and get on with it. Charlie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll come back for you. You hear me, Charlie? Doctor, no. Appears to be some kind of warning. All this cloak and dagger business. You're clearly up to no good. By all means, please do come out to play, Doctor. I'm waiting for you. That's all for this podcast. I shall be recording a podcast at the Gallifrey Convention. So if you're there, you'll have a chance to participate at some point. Um, Usually we have a panel called Big Finish Talks Back or something like that. Anyway, so do come along and ask your questions, make funny noises, throw packets of crisps at us. We don't mind. It'll be Jason Haygallery, my co-executive producer and chairman of the company, and I. We will be speaking to you, the Big Finish listeners. Thank you, and goodbye. Goodbye.